Hey, this is Roger Rocha with San Francisco's The Golden Hearts. You're listening to nwczradio.com. Hi, this is John from Brave Chandeliers. You're listening to NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the man cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. Everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone Show. I'm Big D. And I'm Voxy. It's good to have you along. Also in the studio, Squeeze, Wonder Boy, and Pants. I don't think people know that Pants has a name now, right? He was formerly known as the intern. Yes. Officially part of the crew now. Uh, Did we come up with Pants on the air last week? No, nope. that, that was that after. Was the after meeting. That was our little after uh, sit down with the boy. Pants is the latest member of our team. And he will be in charge of, of videotaping and our YouTube channel and various other uh, assignments as we see Laundry. Fit. Yeah. Uh, make sure our uniforms are laundered <laughs> and hung before we come in. Get me a beer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gimmer is not here. He is on a little uh, trip with, the lovely, with his lovely wife. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's their anniversary weekend. Is what's I going heard on. something like that. Yeah, I saw a picture they posted on Facebook. Looks like they're having fun wherever they're at. And of course, Double D, second week in a row. Forced vacation. It is a forced vacation. And he's uh, he's actually standing right outside the door, <laughs> peering in the window, <laughs> crying because we won't let him in. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> no, Double D was getting cranky, man. I had to put the clamps on that dude. Aww. He uh he just needs a big hug. He he you know he had never ever missed an episode. I know that's He insane. was the I think he was the only one who had <laughs> never missed an episode and um he was starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> he was starting to bark and bitch and whine and I finally just said, "Get out of here. Take 2 weeks off." Yeah. Nah, but we missed Double D. We a lot do. of people don't realize that he's an important part of this team. Very important. And uh, so that's good. You know, he needed some time off. That's why off. he gets two Ds and not just one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not quite a C. And what about Ray? Hayden? Yeah, yeah you know, that's weird because you're going to hear Ray, Raymond Hayden, Ray Hayden, the, the fish, the kingfish, however you want to lay it down on that boy. He uh, is one of the co-hosts at the aquarium. I wonder if he operates like he does here. <laughs> I'm curious. I mean, I've listened to his program before. Mm-hmm. I usually hear him through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Somehow, magically, he's going to be in our interviews today, but not on our program. Right. Apparently, something about a dinner or something. I mean, he contacted me mm-hmm. while I'm in church. You right. know, my phone's blowing up. My wife's like, "What? who's texting you? 
And I it's buy- God's time, damn it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, he was, hey, can I come hang out with you guys? Sure. What time to be there? Four o'clock, as always, you know. Great. We need a host because yeah. Gimmer's out. Gimmer's out. Double D's not here. Come on in. He comes in. He's all excited. And then, bam, drops it on us. Got to get out of here. Got a hot date. What do they call that? Whipped? I think, uh, yeah. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cat whipped. Yeah. <laughs> and not and not the creamy kind of whip. <laughs> not the stuff you put on cake or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, you're going to hear Ray Hayden in our interviews. We tried to edit him out. Didn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why you hear a weird other guy involved in our... Uh, pro- no, in we, our love, we love Hayden. Had a good time uh, last night with him and a ton of other people. But we're really pissed off that he left us hanging. Totally. <laughs> So uh, you, you know, this is this is interesting. I was supposed to go to where you went last night mm-hmm. and do but an article. You're, like not as cool as me. I, guess. I was supposed to go to the Kim Archer CD release party and and actually write an article about it, but I couldn't get in. Right, and I still don't understand why you didn't tell the door guy I am supposed to be writing an article about it. I I'm not comfortable with that. Whatever. And but you were there, I and was- and it was. It was kind of confusing, and I and I and I, I love Kim. Mm-hmm. I love her dearly. I, she's she's got a great voice, and she's a powerhouse um, presence here in the South Sound. There's no doubt about it. Definitely. But her CD release party confused the hell out of me. <laughs> there was post after post, time change, where it was, and on and on, and then finally, because all up leading up to yesterday, it kept saying it was from five till eight thirty. And then it was five until midnight and then it was seven until whatever. And then finally it got clarified yesterday at five o'clock when I was about to leave. I saw the post that there was a little side project thing, an acoustic thing that mm-hmm. was from five to seven thirty, I think, or eight thirty. It was actually seven thirty to eight thirty. See, I'm still fucking confused. You are totally confused. So there was a little side thing and then and that was that cost to get into. Yes, that was the that was the VIP pre CD release where we got to hear some we got to hear the stuff acoustic kind of storytellers behind the scenes right. kind of deal. It was cool. That's what I wanted to be in. I wanted yeah. to, to cover that. Then as soon as that was done, James Coates kicked it off next door for free. And then as soon as and when he was done, Cam Archer's band. Ah, see, I didn't the night realize away. James Coates was kicking off the thing. <laughs> see, I, you were you were well, there and confused. I, I had to leave before it went over into the hub because mm-hmm. I only had a babysitter for a couple of hours, and I wanted to make sure and, and catch the VIP thing because that makes me feel very important. Yes, you are <laughs> obviously more than I am because I could I couldn't get okay. So, but if you'd have known I was in there, you could have texted me. I could have come I, and like I, totally I could have strong armed the door guy for I you. Have, I would have been your boyfriend for the night. Whatever. <laughs> So I couldn't be there, but you were there. Tell us how it went. It was awesome. It was great. I mean, you she know. She has a brand new CD. She's got a brand new CD that she's selling, um, and it's been a long time coming. You know, we've all been waiting for that CD from is her. Is it all original material? Or yes. It is. Yes. So there, there are and, no cover songs And then I believe, I, I can't, I can't there tell might you be one for or two. sure if okay. there's a cover song on it because I don't know every song out there in right, the world. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I and there's some live stuff on the end too that they actually oh, threw bonus tracks at the or end something. of it. And um, yeah, we got to hear kind of. Did she do you, that? The song "Don't Do It." Yeah. See now we do have a copy of that. Yeah. 
And that's a great song. Yeah, it is. It always gets stuck in my head. And I so I heard a couple um, that I had already previously heard. Apparently, she was singing that about me coming to her. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't even try coming <laughs> to the CD release party. But no, it was good. Nice, intimate little crowd mm. being right there, getting to hear uh, what the songs were about. You know who was involved with the process of of recording and nice. helping to write the songs and everything. So yeah, it was nice. Well, we're gonna work on getting her back in here to to talk about her brand new CD and play some stuff off it. So, and I I love you, Kim. You know I'm I'm just teasing, but it, it was funny. It was an interesting you know it was an interesting experience and were a lot of people there. Um, in the intimate thing, I know it was sold out. And yeah, it wasn't. It, it was, wasn't a lot of space. It was sold out, but it was. It was meant to be a small, intimate right. thing. So I don't really know how many people it actually hold. Maybe forty. I don't maybe know, 30 but there was a lot there. of stuff going on in Tacoma last there night. There really was. There was no quarter. Was at the temple. Right there you the had a, a benefit, a food drive benefit at the spa. The periacre thing. That yeah, and you I was at up. that. I'll talk yeah. about that in a second. I mean, as I drove around, to, oh, there was a big headliner at the Tacoma Comedy Club. I mean, it was hopping yeah. in T-Town last night. Yes, the Perry Acker uh, CD release party at the Rialto. I was there along with a lot of people we know. Saw Jeff Hamill from Sweet Kiss. Uh, well, Ray Hayden and, and uh, his girlfriend, Danny, and a lot of people from Maurice the Fish. And just it was it was a big love fest for Perry Acker. And it was very, very cool. It's been a long time since I've been in the Rialto. I heard they st- set that stage on fire. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is the, yeah, and this was the thing. Um, the opening act, it was this guy from Portland uh, got up and did his thing. And then there was this, the, you know, the time in between where they set up the stage. And that's when I came in. I didn't actually hear the opening act because I was trying to get into the Kim Archer thing, but I was now late. <laughs> you were busy. So yeah. I come yeah. by <laughs> finding out how unimportant I am. So <laughs> I, so I arrive and they're setting it up and then the lights go down. And uh, the the guy the drummer comes out. He's he's going, and there's this. It sounded like somebody hit a chord on the keyboard, and it was like building this tension. Mm. Drums are going, and all of a sudden, I noticed there was like some flashing lights up on the you know up on the ceilings, and it just the lights came on. They told the drummer to stop, and this lady gets on stage and says, "Everybody, get out." <laughs> clear the the venue and i thought it was a joke i thought wow this is an interesting way to start things (laughs) get out they weren't joking so we all file out into the rain and the you know the darkness of the night right there wondering what the hell's going on yeah and then fire trucks are can't get into kim's show they're kicking me out of periaker's show four fire trucks roll up and uh then at one point uh because we were probably out there for 15 minutes or so maybe more I know. <laughs> and I was right by the alarm, too. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, some guy comes out. We don't even know who he is and yells at everybody. Everybody go to the Broadway theater. And I don't even know where that is. I don't think anybody knew. So people are wandering down alleys and streets. Oh, and gosh. then finally, five, ten minutes later, they say, OK, everybody back in. And oh. it was it was not a good start oh. to there. And I felt so bad for Sean and Perry Acker. But the majority came back. That's good. And it was it, it was a very cool evening for them. It was it's it was great. CD release, right? CD release. Yeah. It was uh, very well attended, fantastic, um, and it was a good time all around. Congratulations to those guys. It was their it was their crowd, and it was a big love fest for Perry Acker, and they pulled it off. It was very good, with the exception of that 
See, I can now I can officially say I was asked to leave a Perry Acker show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a big show lined up for you. A lot of uh, interesting stuff going on on this show. Uh, band out of San Francisco, band out of Portland, and a band from I think Port Angeles, and also a local film that's being produced right here. That's a rock opera. So yeah. stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to start it off though right now. This is a band out of San Francisco. The Golden Hearts. What you're listening to right there, the Golden Hearts out of San Francisco. And on the line with us is Roger Rocha, who is uh, happens to be at a pretty killer event going on down in San Francisco. Roger, how are you? I'm great. Good. Tell here at the Bridge School benefit. Yeah, tell us um, a little Neil bit Young. about that. Well, Neil Young has his show he does every year benefiting the Bridge School, which um, treats kids, uh, educates kids with cerebral palsy. And I've seen Tom Waits here in the past, and today there's Arcade Fire, Foo Fighters, um, Dave Matthews, and um, yeah, Beck. And they all, it's all acoustic. It's a really cool event. Wow. So I'm here as an uh, a audience member. Sounds like an all-star cast going on there. It's fun. It's really fun. Well, what we're here to talk today about is your band, The Golden Hearts, and we've been playing right them uh, here on NWCZ Radio. You guys describe yourself as a, a psychedelic chamber rock. Uh, expand on that for us. Well, I'm not really sure what to call it. You know, we have a hard time sometimes figuring out what category we fit in, but um, we play with the string section usually. So we have a electric guitar, drum set, bass, and... Uh, Two violins, a viola, and cello. So, um, wow. And the songs are pretty structured, but then there's always uh, spots in the songs where we kind of go mental and um, improvise and go cuckoo. <laughs> now, I know you used to be, you were formerly the guitar player for Four Non Blondes. Tell us how uh, Golden Hearts came about. How did you start this band? What's What's been the evolution for you guys? Well, um, honestly, I... Um, I started singing. I was, I'm not known as a singer. I was, you know, I was a guitar player. I started singing out of frustration because um, I just wanted to have a band that wouldn't break up. <laughs> and that's, Don't that's we all? It just hit me one day. Shit. I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, you can swear on here. That's okay. Uh, okay, good. good. Um, you know, the, the singer, it, it all follows the singer. And as a guitar player, I could never control... Uh, the, the demise of the band so that was one of the main reasons 
because I've never really thought of myself as the front man type guy. But now that I do it, it's uh, super fun. Uh, and I know you guys have a brand new CD out. It's titled Is There Love on Mars? came out in September. Um, and everybody, you can go check the Golden Hearts out at goldenhearts.com. And uh, if, if you're in the Bay Area, they play around quite a bit. They have a show coming up on the 6th at the Makeout Room. And then also, uh, that's November 6th. And then on December 8th, they're at the Lost Church with um, a couple of other. Snow Angel and is it Gab? What is the other one? Gabby Lala? Gabby Lala, yeah. She plays the sitar. And she often plays with Les Claypool from Primus. She very, is awesome. Wow. Very, very Excited cool. To play that show. Yeah. Now, um, I know that you have, uh, personally, you have some uh, amazing genes in your family. You are uh, the grandson of quite a famous uh, artist. Tell us about that. Uh, Clifford Still was my mother's uh, father. He's an abstract expressionist back, uh, you know, he's name checked in the Pollock movie. Um, actually, they're opening his museum in Denver, Colorado next month on November 18th. You, are you guys going to go play that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be there, but I'm, we're not going to play any music. Awesome. All right, well, but we're going to go into another track, and we'll be back to uh, chat with you in just a second. This is, uh, this is a track off of the CD, Is There Love on Mars by the Golden Hearts, and this is the title track. Nothing matters anymore. Is There Love on Mars is the name of the track. The Golden Hearts is the band. They're out of San Francisco, and we're enjoying their music. Hey, Roger, this is Ray, man. I got a question for you. Hey, man. Sure. Hey, uh, for, well, first of all, before I throw a question at you, I want to get your opinion. You know, when I listen to the uh, to a lot of your music so far, um, what comes to my head is if, and I'm <laughs> curious to get your feedback on this, is if Death Cab for Cutie and the Foo Fighters got together. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I don't hear that totally, but I hear I'll take that. Yeah, no, I hear some of that because you got that, you got that kind of death cab kind of just laying back on the vocal thing. But it was making me wonder. I mean, who who writes in your band? Are you are you, do you all write? Or are you the main writer? Um, it, it's like it's pretty much a benevolent dictatorship. I write all, all the music, you know. I, so, um, I mean, the band started as a vehicle for my songs. So I was just doing uh, solo acoustic gigs, and then my friend Ari, who's actually standing here with me at the concert, say hi, Ari. Hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. um, I put an ad on Craigslist for a cellist, and he showed up, so it was just a duo, cello, piece of guitar, and we added a violin. And in fact, what we do a lot is um, kind of like what Neil Young does with Neil Young 
himself playing acoustic and then playing full-blown electric with Crazy Horse. We have two versions of the band. One's electric and one's all acoustic with the string quartet. With the string quartet, um, do you do you actually write out the parts, or do you or do you just kind of communicate that to them and they write their own parts? I, I, I'm a hack rock and roll musician, you know, but I have a friend, <laughs> Jacob Hanson Joseph, who uh, helps me write out my ideas, and then he does his own full blown arrangements for some of the other songs. Yeah, very and, cool. And um, sometimes Ari, bass player, standing here, he does uh, some of the arrangements. Now. Um I was wondering, we've talked to a couple of bands down in uh, that are down in the San Francisco area. I'm just curious, mm-hmm. from, from your perspective, what is the music scene like there these days? Obviously, it has a very, very rich history. A lot of big bands have come from San Francisco, and uh, we're just... It's we, up and down. A couple, a couple of years ago, I thought it was terrible, because <laughs> um, San Francisco was, was, was overwhelmed with DJs and electronic music, and just people really not actually... Uh, creating music with instruments. It was all done on computers or turntables. But recently, in the past year, there's been an explosion of really good bands. There's a great band here called the Soft White Sixties. Uh, I saw Whisker Man last night. They're incredible. Uh, what are the good bands? You like Ari? Mark Davenport's down here. You know, Honeycut. A lot of good bands right now. Great. Oh, it's always good to hear because uh, it does seem to be uh, same thing here in the Pacific Northwest. It kind of goes in the cyclical thing where uh, especially venues really lean towards that electronic stuff because it's cheap, it's easy. Um, but then people, yeah. people get hungry for actual bands, and uh, we're really digging you guys' sound. Now, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, Roger, uh, after touring with uh, Four Non Blondes and playing in front of, I'm sure, you know, just big, big crowds and so forth, and then starting your own band, and, and there's, you, you know... Mean, what's it like to play in front of seven people now? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one, two, three, four. You have an audience of six right here. <laughs> okay, right on. Uh, what, what is that like for you? What, what, how, how do you, um, how did you find that interacting with the audience, you know, on a larger scale? And then now, um, you know, as you're starting out with your band? Well, I mean, with the, you know, when I played with Linda Perry, um, we toured for a year solid playing to empty clubs. Empty. One, we played once to the other members of the the bands, <laughs> and there wasn't one single audience member. We did that for a year before the band blew up, and um, then after that, um, Ari and I played a band called El Destroyer. We played a lot with the Violent Femmes, so we were playing these big stages. Um, and then you know, these days we play clubs and we play really shitty gigs and we get some okay gigs and. Uh, this, we're doing this band completely from the ground up. We have our own record label. We do all our own distribution and booking. Um, but it's interesting, like you mentioned, the Forno Blondes. There's a certain uh, level where you'll start to play bigger theaters, and it's it's amazing. And then you move into these, uh, um, what do you call it, like stadium-type gigs, and then you'll open, and nobody will be there yet. And it's like... <laughs> You know, it, you people are buying hot dogs and and beer and walking around, and you're playing at six o'clock in the afternoon due to thirty minutes. It's just terrible. <laughs> and it's hard to tell your friends that. You know, these gigs are terrible. They go, "What do you mean you're playing a stadium?" I'm like, but you don't understand. We're like back at the bottom again. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> there yet. Does it? Dis- yeah, despite it's a whole new levels, like the reset button. Does despite being back on the bottom again, does the previous success at least help you with the booking? I mean, do you get to throw that out there and get your get your guys in the door? 
Uh, Does that work? I mean, you know, I mean, nobody really knows who I am. I mean, it's not like I was in a U2 or anything like that. I'm just a guitar player in a band that had one hit songs. Right, right. Well, I wouldn't say they're on the bottom. I think think these guys have a really good thing going on. Most definitely. uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, and um, it's... uh, you guys have a beautiful sound to your Thank music, you. and it is something different that, than what's out there, and, and we're always appreciative of that. I love George Jones. Uh, Sign Shop, wanna, Sign wanna Shop Records is the name of your label. Is that That's your own label yeah. then? Yeah, it is. And, and um, I'm looking to put out other music. There's, Scott Simmons is a, an artist, a local artist. I produced his record. That's out on Sign Shop. And I'm looking to put out more people because there's just really some amazing talent in San Francisco right now. Uh, friends of mine who are broke and you know I <laughs> have the studio that I've built up over the past seven years uh, piece by piece and so if I'm able to help my friends I record them and I'm looking to put out more stuff right on yeah that's fantastic um, real quick before we go into this last song and then uh, we'll come back and <clears throat> and uh, say goodbye to you because I know you want to get back to your show and everything um, I, I've noticed that uh, one of the CDs that was sent to us was uh, is titled uh-huh. Venetian Dragon. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Well, that's um, the acoustic version of the band I was speaking of. Um, and we were doing that for fun. And um, so one day I just called up everybody and said, hey, can you guys come over tonight um, and do a rehearsal? And everyone showed up and had microphones set up. And so what you hear is the acoustic version of Is There Love on Mars, the album with a couple extra songs done all in one night, completely live. Wow. Yeah, it's, no it's fantastic, and it has a couple of Christmas songs that we're looking forward to playing <laughs> around Christmas time. Uh, tell people real quick where they can go and get your uh, get your music if they're interested. Uh, they can get it on iTunes. They can get it on Amazon. And uh, at CD Baby, you can order vinyl. We have beautiful vinyl albums. Sweet. Gold with amazing artwork by Winston Smith, a local Luminary, he's done record covers for the Dead Kennedys and George Carlin back in the day. It's just amazing. And Green Day. But um, anyway, that, that was a, a boon to get him to do our artwork. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that is amazing. All right, let's go into another track, and we're going to come right back to you. Golden Hearts is the name of the band. We're talking to Roger Rocha, and this is a, tit- this is a track titled To Be Free.
All right, To Be Free is the name of that track, The Golden Hearts, and you can check them out at goldenhearts.com. Look them up on Facebook. Give them a like. You can keep up to date on what's going on. They have a gig November 6th at the Makeout Room in San Francisco, also on December 8th at the Lost Church. Roger, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you guys will make it up into our neck of the woods, Seattle, Tacoma area, Northwest. We'd love to Come check you guys see us out. in person, yeah. We will. Thank you very much for, uh, we super thank you for playing our music because uh, the only way we're getting over right now is college airplay, which is uh, fantastic. I think so I, I, I have a strong feeling that's going to change for you guys. You just guys, you, you keep doing what you're doing and uh, stay in touch, would you? Thanks, man. We'll give you a call when we're uh, headed up there to play gig. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Roger Rocha. Thank you, guys. The Golden Hearts. Thank you. Welcome to Vox Talks, a Northwest Convergent Zone short, where they give me a microphone and they just let me ramble on. Featured every Sunday sometime between 9 and 11 p.m. on nwczradio.com. And if you don't like it, well, I suggest you go listen to the podcast. And you know what? You can just fast forward. Hey, everyone. Voxy here. Thanks for listening. You know, I really want to keep this Occupy conversation going because I think it's really important for people to understand what this movement represents. If you still really don't know or understand what's going on, it's because most corporate-backed media outlets are keeping it as vague as possible. They do this because they know you'll just sit there and take their word for it. They mock it. They say we don't really know what it's about. Or worse, they just outright lie and say it's about other stuff that really isn't. This works to their advantage because as a whole, society has become lazy and complacent. Want to know what Occupy Movement is about? Go down and witness a general assembly. Talk to people. Yes, you will hear many varying personal stories, but the main underlying causes are all the same. If you have the ability to reason and the courage to admit that the wool has been pulled over our eyes, while in fact right in front of our eyes, you too will begin to connect the dots. No one can do your homework for you, but I can tell you that if you still don't know what this is about, it's because you aren't trying to find out for yourself. Decide for yourself what is happening out there on the streets. Read material that is for and against, and then make up your mind. Want to know what is really going on with the economy? Study it. You will be shocked. Go find out how money is created and the true nature of debt and how it will soon really be affecting us all if we don't change it. Want to understand what is happening to our food supply? Want to know who profits from war? Want to know what yours and my roles have been in this and how we are all to blame for being lazy and not recognizing that we perpetuate these horrors by not educating ourselves? Probably not. You probably really don't want to know all that stuff. Ignoring it is certainly easier. We don't really want to wake up from our pretty little illusion to discover the ugly truth, now do we? But if we don't, then we deserve every bit of the problems facing society and the planet as a whole. These truths are horrible and they take time, energy, and research to truly even begin to understand our impending fate and all of its symptoms and causes. And to those who still think it is just lazy, unemployed, spoiled people throwing a fit, you simply just out yourself as uninformed. And you call them lazy. It's ironic, really. All of the massive job losses have allowed many people the time to research these things, therefore giving them the ability to now discuss these issues in a public forum. You scoff that this is not productive? 
Or maybe you're just so beat down by how it's always been and how we have been programmed to think that it is the only way it can or ever will be. Maybe you were afraid to hope anymore or maybe you just don't even know what to hope for. Do you know what is really going on in this world? Do you even care? Maybe you are just content to take on other people's opinions or only engage in material that justifies what you already believe rather than questioning and analyzing and then standing in your own informed opinion. I'm not even telling you to think like me, but for goodness sake, what is really needed right now is that you at least have the courage to think like you. Go do some research and then come back and tell me that it's acceptable to remain silent. I can tell what you've been thinking That's the way that life goes It always happens so fast You have no time to react It's been all that you've known And you've been working so hard Trying to get ahead All right, name of that song is Mad Men, and the band is Brave Chandeliers. They're a great band out of Portland, and we have John on the phone with us from the Rose City. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. It's a, it's a beautifully cloudy fall day down here, so mm -hmm. I imagine it's, it's the same where you guys are, too. It's absolutely crappy the same way. <laughs> <laughs> We're united in that. Yes. Westerners. Yeah. Um, Portland, a great city, a lot of great bands down there, and uh, I actually got uh, tuned into you guys through my neighbor, of all people. She brought the CD over and apparently knows one of your moms and said, what do you think of these guys? And I was struck right away with uh, what a great sound you guys have. And we've been enjoying playing your music on NWCZradio.com. Everybody can check out the Brave Chandeliers at www.bravechandeliers.com. We'll have a link on our website, obviously. I uh, wanted to ask you, John, a little bit about uh, Brave Chandeliers. I know you play up here in uh, our neck of the woods, the Seattle-Tacoma area, quite a bit. And uh, you also play down in Portland quite a bit. So you sort of have the I-5 corridor down. How does that work out for you guys? Uh, well, you know, we think it's important to... Um uh, play, you know, at least once a month or so in, in Seattle area and then also in, in the Portland area. Like you said, I-5 is so easy to get to both places. There are great music scenes in both Seattle and Portland. And, you know, I grew up in, in uh, Lakewood, Washington, and uh, or Lakehood, as, as I called it. <laughs> hey, 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 be, so, be careful. Be careful, John. That's where I live. Man. <laughs> it's still the hood. Just look at this guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, you know, those are my roots. So, um, you know, we like to make it up there and, and play pretty frequently, too. Um, we just got back from a, a summer tour where it was our first national tour, uh, which was great. Um, we hit about 20 cities across the U.S. for about six weeks, uh, just us in a, in a conversion van. Um, so, 
uh, we really had to get that deep cleaned once we got back. But that was a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah. So, so now we're, we're back just doing uh, I-5 for a while. Still can't get the smell out of that van. Uh, yeah, I noticed. I was, lo- I was looking at the lineup of dates that you went on in this. Um, you called it the State of Independence Tour 2011. You kicked it off right here in Tacoma, which is where we're, where we're uh, located, our studio. And um, you guys went all over, like uh, Austin, New Orleans. You went to Chapel Hill, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, Kansas City. What, what was it like for you guys traveling around, spreading, uh, spreading your music? What was the reception? What, was, what were some of the best times? And, and uh, what were some of the challenges of that? Oh, well, that's, that's quite a question. I, I think, you know, it confirmed for all of us that, uh, you know, this is really what we should be doing, um, meeting uh, people across the country who are really responding to our music, who are, uh, you know, buying the CD and, and getting excited uh, at the songs. You know, that was, uh, that was great for us to see. I, I think, you know, it, Seattle and Portland have very distinctive musical styles. And so to get out of that and be in a place like, you know, Dallas or, or Chapel Hill or Atlanta, um, Indianapolis, places that, you know, we hadn't played before. Uh, it was cool to see the music translate and to uh, connect with people over there. I, uh, I was noticing you guys have uh, had some pretty nice um, accolades coming your way uh, this last year. That's, that's really impressive. One, you were awarded the Outstanding Achievement in Songwriting in the 12th Annual Great American Song Contest, so congratulations on that. And also, yeah, that was, that was big. Yeah, I also noticed that you guys were nominated by not, none other than uh, Mike McCready for a Grammy Award in the Best New Artist category. That's got to make you feel pretty, pretty special. It was it was a huge compliment. You know, he's uh, someone whose opinion we we respect a lot, and uh, it's not something we were expecting uh, to win, obviously. Um, and you know, we and Justin Bieber were disappointed last year. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you're in good company, brother. Yeah, that's it's a great company. But no, it was uh, you know it was it was really cool just to have our name included with with all those other great artists. And I, I you know it. Uh, kind of spurred us on to continue doing what we're doing now do you know do you guys know mike mccready or how did that come about how that whole thing shake down yeah we uh we met him i'm trying to remember how exactly just over email we actually haven't never met him in person but um oh he uh you know he runs a, a blog that does uh kind of like a, a song contest every so often so pits two independent artists against each other and then people uh, listen to both and then vote on which they like the best. Well, our song Mad Men had been on there for, I, I can't remember how long. Um, and so he kind of put us on his, his wall of fame there and, you know, told us he really loved the song. It was going to be a hit and, uh, and just been championing us since then. Oh, that's awesome. Right on. All right. Well, let's go into another song off. Uh, this is Brave Chandeliers is the name of the band. Put Away the Camera is the name of their CD. And we're going to come back and chat more about the band itself, some of the members in the band, where they're playing and what, what some of their plans are. This is a song titled Short Days. Watching my 
name of the song is short days brave chandeliers is the name of the group we're talking with john mcneil he's the guitar player for the brave chandeliers you can check them out at bravechandeliers.com they have a couple of dates you can go check them out october 26th at mississippi pizza in portland and then on november 3rd they'll be at gino's in spokane hey john i was noticing that you guys uh, have done something quite inventive for a band i don't think i've seen this before you have a frequent shandanista card tell us about that program because <laughs> i want to get a banana cream pie really. yeah well you know we <laughs> okay well done um <laughs> you just you just don't want me to to bake it probably but yeah so this started uh we, we wanted to get people out to the shows and we wanted to make connections with people that were coming, you know, more than, more than once coming back to see us. And so we were like, you know, let's, let's make a punch card where every time they come to the show, they get a punch. And after five punches, we'll give them something. We didn't know what to give them. So we, we just, we figured we'll, we'll leave it up to the person that gets to five. So, so far we've, um, you know, dedicated songs while we're playing them live or, you know, done a special cover that someone's requested, uh, that sort of thing. So we're, we're open to, uh, to whatever ideas the fans have after they get that fifth punch. But it's, uh, it's just been kind of a cool thing to, cool. to see those things fill up and people keep coming back to the merch table uh, after each show. Oh, definitely. Yeah, very cool. And and uh, you can get merch off of their website. Um, we've talked about bravechandeliers.com. Now, tell us a little bit about your the, the actual the members of the band, uh, how you guys came together, and how long you have uh, been rolling as the Brave Chandeliers. Yeah, well, we've been together about two years now. Uh, Nick, the, the lead singer, and I got together, and... Uh, we, we had met a little while before I found out that he played piano and sang and, and uh, he found out that I played guitar and sang. And so we, we said, you know, let's, let's get together and, and see what happens. And so we, uh, we played the first time we just, we just played a bunch of uh, covers, jammed on covers, like uh, that squeeze song, uh, Tempted. That was, I think the first song we played and some, some funk and soul and stuff and kind of figured out, you know, what we had in common and what we, what we liked listening to. And, and uh, a lot of the songs on our first EP, Put Away the Camera, kind of came from those sessions, the two of us just sitting down and, and playing together. Um, and uh, after that, we picked up uh, Nathan Powell and, and Gary Samsel, uh, who are kind of like the secret weapon of the band, just an amazing rhythm section. Um, 
And uh, so we've had that, that lineup for the, uh, the past year or so. Hey, John, I'm, I'm really curious um, about the name, the Brave Chandeliers, and where that comes from. Well, you know, it, it, uh, it, <laughs> it doesn't really have a lot of meaning. <laughs> we just kind of like the way it, it rolls off the tongue. Uh, but, you know, after, after we decided on the name, we thought, well, you know, that's kind of evocative thinking about, like, um, illumination and how it does take a, a bit of, of bravery for, for a light to turn on in the, in the darkness. So we kind of like that, that image, but, you know, it started as... <laughs> being pretty meaningless and just sort of a phrase. I was, I kept like thinking about chandeliers that were afraid of heights. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought these are the brave chandeliers. Right, the brave ones would be, yeah. Way, we way hang way those really, really yeah. high. The brave ones. John Voxy, John Voxy is hanging from a chandelier right now. <laughs> you think I'm Oh, kidding. well, that's pretty brave too. I, I don't, I don't know that I would do that. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, she does. Hey, I, I got a, I got a question from it from a music here, thing here is I'm I'm curious about your guys. Are you guys self-taught players? Or are you guys, you know, trained? I noticed in listening to your album that there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of breath, and it takes an accomplished musician to uh, to not play so many notes. And just I think that's what really for me the last song we're listening to, especially I, I was getting actually I'm gonna get a lot of crap when I say this. I can tell you when the show's over, Big D's gonna rail me. But I actually got, I actually got goosebumps, man, because it was just there the the. the uh, that, that, but no, seriously, because a lot of musicians don't realize that the, that uh, rests are music notations too, and you guys really there's a lot of breath in your guys's music. Well, thanks. I I appreciate that. Um, you know, we we both have been, or I guess all four of us have been playing since we were kids. I mean, Carrie grew up with a, a dad who is a touring musician, and 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 so Carrie has been touring with him uh there's this great blues uh singer and player terry evans and uh carrie's been on tour with him uh, a bunch of times and then you know nick is a classically trained pianist and and uh has been you know involved in piano since he was i don't know maybe seven or so and i migrated into more stringed instruments um at a pretty early age too so i guess just all of us have kind of had that in our in our blood and it's been a you know a big part of our lives so i guess part of it is just um you know kind of growing with that music too and uh you know making the music that we're making you know 10 15 years into you know knowing our instrument i don't i don't know if if you hear that difference or not, I don't know if that's audible, but you know, it's, it's um, audible. It's audible. We have, a, we have a similar background. I know it's audible. Most bands want to, I mean, most musicians, a lot, not most, a lot of musicians want to get up there and show off their, uh, the, you know, their prowess and you guys do it in a different way. It's cool, man. Thanks for answering the question. Well, thank you. All right, let's go Thanks. into uh, let's go into another track. We're talking with John McNeil from the band Brave Chandeliers out of Portland, Oregon. We'll be right back to wrap this up with him and uh, chat a little more about the difference between what they see between the Portland and Seattle scenes. But in the meantime, this is Sinking Ship.
All right. Well, uh, Hayden over there recovers from his goosebumps. I'm going to tell you that was uh, sinking <laughs> ship by Brave Chandeliers. We're talking with John McNeil. Hey, John, I know you guys play. Uh, we talked about it. you guys play a lot in Portland, a lot in the Seattle Tacoma area. Um, we know bands, a lot of bands from both sections, but it's always interesting to hear your perspective on uh, what you're seeing in both locations as far as uh, the music scene, the club scene, uh, where you're playing, who you know, who's coming out. What's your take on the Portland versus Seattle scenes? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think they they work in tandem really well. I, I definitely don't see it as a, a versus. I think that Seattle. Um, I think has a, a a scene that has at least been in the national eye for a longer amount of time. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think Portland and the Seattle Tacoma area take credit for uh, Louie Louie. Uh, and, and, uh, but beyond that, um, you know, I think the Seattle scene, you know, really since the, the 90s has been in the national eye. And Portland, I think, is more up and coming. You know, a lot of uh, indie bands have, have moved to Portland recently, like uh, The Shins and, and Spoon, and uh, there are other bands that have sprung up in Portland, like the um So, I, you know, I think Portland is, is sort of getting to a place that, that Seattle has enjoyed for the, for the last couple of decades, and, and that's, that's pretty cool for us in Portland because we still feel like a small town in a lot of ways. But, you know, it's, it's fun to go up to Seattle and play because you're growing up, uh, in the backyard of Seattle, I, you know, always went to shows there and, and, you know, uh, adored the bands that came from, you know, basically my hometown. And so, uh, it was, uh, it was great to play some of those same places that I would go to as a kid. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, I know you guys are, uh, talking about a, a tour in January heading up this way we want to just uh let you know that you, we have an open door here for you guys we'd love to have you actually in the studio and chat with you when you're in the area if we can if we can do that and let us know where you're playing because we'd be uh we'd be happy to announce it on nwcz radio and get some people out there also you have a new cd that you're working on it's coming out in february i believe it's titled escape is that correct yeah, yeah, um, Escape or 12 Escapes, we haven't uh, completely decided on the name yet, but that's definitely the theme. Each song on the album is kind of taking a different look at the idea of escaping or uh, escape. So uh, it, it, it was described uh, to us by someone who uh, we showed some of the rough demos as like a 12-step program to escaping. So <laughs> we're excited, we're excited to... Uh, to have that come out and and yes like you said we're going to be up uh in the uh you know the seattle tacoma uh, area uh we'll probably play a show in seattle and another one in olympia um mid-january so um i'll be in touch and and uh hopefully we can stop by the studio sometime in there perfect that would be awesome all right everybody uh john mcneil he's a guitar player for the portland band brave chandeliers Thank you so much for coming on, John. Best of luck with uh, all you have coming up, and we look forward to meeting you in person and uh, coming out to seeing you guys play. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Nice meeting you, John. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Oh. 
right, everybody. New feature we have going on uh, here on the old Verge Zone show. This is our uh, top five recommends. and uh, we're, we're minus five tonight. We're minus five tonight. Isn't that a ban? I don't know. Is that? I don't know. Minus five. <laughs> it sounds be, like it could be. It'd be a good one. Take five. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off with boxing. What we do is we scour the internet and everything around town, Seattle, Tacoma, Portland, all scour around. It. Scrub it clean. See what's going on out there and things that we find particularly interesting and that you might not know about. Boxy, what do you got? Well, I got for Friday, October 28th, right here in Tacoma at the New Frontier, is the Big Wheel Stunt Show, which of course we love. Hello Electric. Have you heard them? I have not. I, I checked them out online. They sound pretty killer. This is right going to be on. a great show. Right and the on. streaming satellites. Um, Saturday, October 29th. I got one in Seaside, Oregon for you. The wow. Twisted, Twisted Fish Steakhouse is going to be Hopeless Jack and the Handsome Devil. What's the name of that place? Twisted Fish Steakhouse. I love it. It makes you want to eat there, don't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody wants to eat some <laughs> Twisted Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go there. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> and then uh, also on Saturday here in Tacoma. At Jazz Bones, get your reggae on with some Mighty High. Nice. Those guys are great. And um, I, I got another one in, in on Saturday, but these are all over the place, so that's sure. why I put them all on here. Um, in Centralia, Washington, at the Hub Bar and Grill is Stone Axe. No, that's an awesome band. Yeah. So, And then last but not least, I found this, and I didn't know about this, so I'm excited. I'm probably going to go check this out. Sunday, October 30th, from noon to 5, in Tacoma at the Samford & Son Antiques, is the Lenoir Bazaar, which is a Halloween celebration for romantic, gothic, steampunk art, fashion, and entertainment. The steampunk band Deadly Nightshade Botanical Society we'd be playing. I, have you ever That's seen That's the name of their band? Have you ever seen a steampunk band, though? Yes. They, they're, they're cool. Oh, man. They have the best costumes. Oh, uh, and even their instruments are yeah. really interesting. Steampunk is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, special effects makeup booth. There'll be beer and wine tasting with gothic themed wine and seasonal beers and stuff. Nice. So, they're going to have all kinds of stuff going on there at Samford and Son this Sunday, 12 to 5. There's a guy that I went to school with who is a steampunk costume designer. And uh, he, on his Facebook, he has all these, these things that he. Um, makes you know like the goggles and the dresses and all that stuff it's fascinating i can't believe the revolution that thing has had oh man it's, it's become like almost mainstream yeah. it's no longer underground it's really cool well no bells this week because uh we're not gonna we're not gonna have any be able to ding anything because you got completely different stuff which i think that's is very, awesome very cool. yeah because yeah. now you'll have 10 things to go and do. no dinglings today <laughs> <laughs> uh okay we'll start on friday because you know it's it's going to be Halloween. It's basically the Halloween weekend. So there's a lot of Halloween themed things going on. And uh, so we're going to start right here in Tacoma. Eight Days Clean is going to be at Louis G's for their big Halloween party. And that is uh, um, yeah Friday the 28th. Also on that, I believe, is Jason Kurtzen and the Immortals. Also Friday, October 28th at El Corazon Mechanism. It's their last show of the year. Also, the Ocean and Devon Townsend Project. That's at El Corazon. Friday, October 28th, 7 o'clock. This sounds like a really killer show. It's free. It's Platinum Spandex, Perry Acker, Clover Jane, Spike and the Impalers. Wow. Yeah, that's the King 5 uh, top five bands, I think. Is uh, that's they do it every year, and it's hosted by Spike and the Impalers. So that, and it's free. Wow. So it's the Casino. 
On Saturday, this is the one I'm going to, Palooka, Rick Beattie and Cody Foster at Louis G's. That's going to be a good time. And then something a little different for you. This is uh, called Victims of Fun. It's a focus group and fundraiser. It's going to be at the Rendezvous Jewel Box Theater. And it is a, it's a film that's being made. And they're asking you to come in. It's about local graffiti, underground BMX, and electronic uh, biking and electronic music scene and so forth. So all the proceeds from this event are going to the project. It's 10 bucks. And the door, it's, it's, it's all day long. Doors are at 2, screening from 4 to 6. They have a question and answer from 6 to 6.30, and then a, a mixer from 6.30 to 8. They really, they're going to have a, a panel, and also you, they're looking for your feedback on it because they're going to edit it down. But, you know, we like to support the local um, arts scene outside of, you know, music. So of course. check that out. That's going to be in Seattle, and those are our picks for this week. All right, so I think that's about it for hour number one. Vox, it's always good to have you here. Oh. Hey, part two, hang on, because we have uh, the the uh, Rocket by Dead Men and Solvents coming dead up. Dead Man. Dead Man. It's one dead, Just one, one person? murder. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to find out about it <laughs> in hour number two. We'll see you there.